Welcome to Heart Space Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Anna. And I'm Candice. This is a podcast dedicated to all things heart-centered. In each episode, we will open our heart space to share embodied experiences, simple tips, and thoughtful prompts for you to live a heart-centered life. If you are curious about the wisdom of our hearts, if you are ready to embrace deep transformation, this podcast is for you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. From our hearts to yours, Anna and Candice. Welcome to Heart Space Podcast. This is episode zero. It's an introduction to Heart Space. Who are we? Why are we here? What is our purpose? And we're going to start it off with a little bit of context of where are we right now. We are in Anna's house, sitting opposite each other in her study room, having a very nice bowl of freshly cut pineapple, thanks to Anna, and recording this from Singapore. And whether you're listening to this podcast on the commute or while running an errand, driving or anywhere, we hope that our voices will keep you company today and the stories we share will nourish your heart. So let's start with a short introduction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can go first. So I'm Anna. I'm originally from Poland, a beautiful country in Europe. For the last five years, almost five years, Time is flying. I've been living in Singapore. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and Ayurveda health coach. And for me, the body is a medium for connecting with the deeper aspects of myself. Um, I believe that by tuning into the body's subtle signals, we can learn to cultivate a sense of balance and harmony in all aspects of life. It's a lot about peeling away the layers of tension and moving from this constant doing mode just a simple being mode. (laughs) Movement has been my form of expression for as long as I can remember and through movement I learned a great deal about myself. I also learned how to find stillness within and thanks to the practice of yoga I came to terms with stillness which was very uncomfortable in the past. Um, While practicing Ayurveda, it also helped me to acknowledge my own nature. It taught me how to make better decisions for myself. So I'm deeply grateful for all the beautiful wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda, as this is also the beautiful wisdom that connected me with Candice. So shortly after lockdown, I registered my business over here in Singapore, And I met here an incredibly supportive community of women that grow their intentional businesses and offer really beautiful services. And I really hope that at some point in this podcast, we'll have a chance to invite them and and chat with them. Um, So Singapore is a small island, but the abundance of wisdom from all around the world gathered here is really mind-blowing. And I learned a ton from these women and I learned a ton from Candice. So go ahead, Candice, share with us. Hi, I'm Candice, um, Anna's friend. (laughs) And I'm glad that she came (laughs) to Singapore because I don't think uh, in this lifetime, perhaps it will, but I haven't been to Poland and I'm also waiting for the day that uh, Anna will show me her beautiful country. So I'm raised in Singapore and I've been living here for almost 30 years. I am currently running a business and a practice on my own, offering Ayurvedic bodywork. 
We will share a bit more about Ayurveda in the subsequent episodes, but if you're new to this word, Ayurveda essentially is a holistic practice that is rooted in ancient traditions from India. And how did I come to learn about this modality? Firstly, massage is my love language. I love massages. I love being nourished, being held, being in the space where I'm fully nurtured and able to relax and just immerse in this experience. And when I first learned of Ayurveda, I had the opportunity to tag along for manual therapies and treatments. And the experience that I had during these moments when I could tag along and see clients, it felt really natural for me to massage other people. So that sparked my interest and I decided to deepen my knowledge and stayed in Bali for a month before the lockdown happened to complete my Ayurvedic massage course. And then one thing led to another and here I am. I have opened my business during COVID. I've learned many lessons as a first-time entrepreneur. I met many like-minded people along the way and also found my community and found my voice. And through that, I also met my business partner and dear friend, Anna. And um, before running my business, I was working for a social enterprise. Um, I think quite similar to Anna where we both had um, experience in a corporate world and using those experiences to allow us to then be able to prepare for our current role as facilitators, as educators. And right now we have a new role of being a podcast host. Yeah, so we share a similar experience. Um, before coming to Singapore, I was working corporate back in Poland, climbing the ladder, and I truly enjoyed my work and the company culture and the people I was working with. And I learned a lot about team and project management. Um, I also got comfortable with public speaking, which, which was um, tough in the past. And I also come from a family of entrepreneurs, actually. And, and I always knew that corporate is not my place. So the idea of following my own path was slowly growing within me until one day it just hit me. And I handed in my resignation letter and I went traveling. Um, and it's simply because I really needed to bring more simplicity into my life and more freedom. And we will for sure talk here in this podcast about simplicity, it's a passion of mine, <laughs> the simplifying life. And during these travels, I spent time in nature. I worked on farms and I attended various workshops. And during these few months, I found my way back to yoga, back to Ayurveda, um, back to myself. Eventually, I moved to Singapore to join my partner over here. And also similarly, like you, Candice, I registered my business actually shortly after lockdown. And I learned how to truly be authentically myself um, without trying to show up in a way that someone would expect me to show up. I just allow myself to be who I am and share from the heart. And I believe that's something that brought us closer, that allowed us to really fall in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, I think the lockdown was a very pivotal two years for most of us and through this time, there was a lot of um, moments of self-reflection and just thinking about what am I doing? Why am I doing the things that I do if I'm unhappy? And how can I help myself to lead a happier life? I wasn't really unhappy per se in the job that I was in a social enterprise. It was very meaningful and it was a very small team and we just run like a startup where we do a lot of roles. And my role is mainly in marketing and operations. 
But I was also very lucky to have a very supportive boss and mentor during the time that I was with her. Um, she helped me to open up to the idea of pursuing my dreams. She was very supportive since day one. Um, the moment I said that I am interested in Ayurveda, but I didn't know what I want to do exactly, she just said, okay, sit with the thought, come and work with me. And through that, if you find that one day you have the answer, just let me know and, and then go, go for it. She's so supportive in that way. And I think that really helped me to feel that I don't need to rush into things. I can slowly allow the idea to brew within me. And when the time is right, it will just come out. And that was when I decided that I'm ready to take a month off to just study in Bali, study Ayurvedic massages. And she's again, very supportive. And after I graduated from the course, I did not start it immediately. I was still working. We slowly transitioned from a full-time to a part-time position. And with that very gradual change, that helped me to feel confident. I have sufficient financial and emotional support that I needed to finally step out of this comfort zone and say, okay, now I have to do this by myself. And that's when I really came out and built my brand from the get-go. And I think with the experience of marketing and learning how to innovate and bootstrap, that helped me to prepare myself for this moment when I have to step into the battleground and do all things. And I also feel like I didn't really have to do it all by myself because as life goes and the people that I meet, the clients were all very supportive with the work that I do. And through that, I found my community. I found you. I found many people who were very wise in giving advices and resources. So that really helped me to ease into this process quite seamlessly. And I also feel like from there, I slowly found my voice in this highly saturated market to share my work authentically and not based on what I think would get the numbers in. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were both very lucky in terms of people that we met on our way, because I also mm-hmm. had amazing bosses back in, in the corporate job. I also am so grateful them that they were so down to earth and Mm. so supportive whatever was my ideal plan for myself so and and similarly on the way growing over here in Singapore the people clients it was always the people that were really resonated and with whom I really resonated that yeah helped me grow and that's really great to have this support network and it's also really great to have each other. I really believe that in our case, this is making a very big difference that we have each other and we can really lean on each other, building this amazing project together. Yeah, embarking on this journey together. So what actually brought us together? We already mentioned Ayurveda. It's not only that, it's also technology. <laughs> yes. Yeah, social media, particularly Instagram, allowed us to see you know, others that are doing Similar things in, in this field because Ayurveda is quite unknown in Singapore, or that's at least our impression. Yeah, you, you rather have to know the right person to connect to the community. And I feel that it's mainly Ayurvedic therapy that has a little bit of market in, mm-hmm. in Singapore that people actually get to know the wisdom of Ayurveda through. Um, but there are not that many schools in Singapore, uh, unlike yoga studios. So we were very lucky to come across each other. I was actually looking for a, um, for a massage therapist for a client of mine oh. um, with whom I had Ayurvedic coaching. And, 
And I knew that she really just needs a bienga. And I was just researching. Yeah, you just appeared. And I reached out to you first and we decided to meet up. Mm-hmm. You slide into my DMs. <laughs> I slide into your DMs. And, and that was a very special meeting because for me personally, I felt that I resonated with you from the start. How was it for you? I was very glad that you reached out. I am not really a person who is, you know, bold enough to to step out. I think it takes a little bit of courage, even though it's a private message. I wouldn't have thought about um, reaching out because I feel like, oh, people are just doing their own thing and maybe they don't really want to talk much about it. But obviously, that is a wrong perception. And that's me feeling small. So I'm very glad that you are the first person who took the initiative to reach out to me. And that made me feel like, oh, okay, there are people in this uh, circle who are also looking for someone to just chat. It's not even with any intention of partnering yet. It's just getting to know your journey into Ayurveda. How did it benefited you? How did it transpire? And what are you doing now with your life? So when we met, it was a very casual session of like first date vibes <laughs> meeting in a cafe and I remember that you uh you cycled over yeah so you were feeling quite hot and yeah. you said about your pita heating <laughs> up those things and I remember also that you really have this fond love and appreciation for Singapore which to me is a little bit perplexed <laughs> but I understand um because like the weather is just perfect for you and it was very warm, as in the, the feeling that you gave me was full of warmth and love. And I just find it, okay, it's nice to know someone else who is um, who understands the language of Ayurveda. It's nice to just uh, hang out more often. And I think from that first date that we had, we decided that we can do something meaningful that um, could potentially help both of us to reach out to other people. And that's our whole intention of the workshops that we have done. And even up to today, the brand that is Heart Space that we have produced. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very special date. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So that's where we started from a humble coffee chat. Or mm-hmm. I think I ordered much actually. <laughs> um, in East Coast Commune. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah, and from there, we actually resonated with each other instantly, and we embarked on creating experiences together. So last year was a lot about experimenting, witnessing our chemistry unfold, trusting in the process, and helping each other to grow. We've done a couple of physical workshops with a simple intention of just simplifying Ayurveda in a way that makes people curious and comfortable to implement some daily routines in their lives and to eat better, to move better and to feel better. And with this positive sentiment uh, from our workshops, we created our first online program last year to dive deeper into the five elements of Ayurveda, which are the building blocks that influence our physical, mental and emotional well-being. And from there, we learned that there is genuine interest from our audience and this motivated us to officially create a brand um, and to share all things related to Ayurveda, to yoga and other healing modalities that could support us on this journey of self-actualization. So this year we dedicated our time to build heart space as well as to take this opportunity to speak to you more of what we love 
and to dedicate um, more energy in creating programs that are simple, meaningful, revolving around the content of heart-centered living. So we will speak a lot about that throughout this whole podcast and we will dive in even deeper within the programs that HeartSpace community would offer in this coming year. How did we actually come to this name, HeartSpace? We had a lot of ideas, brainstorming. Um, Somehow this word just landed. I remember we had a long list of names that we felt that would be the feeling that we want to emanate when when we have a brand. And heart was one of it. Space was one of it. Heart, which is the true essence of the self and space being potential. I think that's the beauty of the name heart space. And during um, a physical yoga practice, what uh, teachers would tend to say is to set your intention and nestle it inside your heart space. So having our intention that is coming from the heart and not from the ego mind. Also to soften our head down to our hands, meaning to bow down our intellect from the ego mind to allow the heart wisdom to open up and shine. So this is essentially the essence of heart space. We want people to really tap into their hearts, tap into their inner wisdom and not lead life as it is. Yeah, beautifully said. So HeartSpace is a community. We offer free resources, we facilitate monthly full moon virtual gatherings, and we have more plans for uh, heart-centered digital programs and workshops here in Singapore, eventually retreats. Um, We really focus on nurturing this beautiful space for all of you. And part of HeartSpace is this podcast. So podcast is a space for a long-form content that is revolving around practical tips to live a heart-centered life. For both of us being the core essence of introverts, I would think that more than just allowing long-form content to reach you, this podcast is also a way of us stepping out of our comfort zones to undo our limiting beliefs. And to just be really open and vulnerable, sharing from the core essence of our heart space. So this podcast essentially is for our own personal growth and expansion. Maybe it could be some form of therapy for both of us. It's also a record of two friends' journey into living a heart-centered life. Because obviously, we haven't really gotten the full lowdown and the magic of what um, heart-centered life truly is. We are still in the process and we are discovering it. And we would like to also invite you on this journey and see how that might unfold for you. So in this season, we will be diving into a lot of topics around heart-centered living, around simplicity, around living um, intentionally. Um, And we'll be also recruiting ideas from the audience. So feel free to slide into our DM. (laughs) And let us know what you would like to hear. Right. Let's do something more casual <laughs> before we go into the deep heart-centered topics in the yeah. next episodes. So we have a few questions that we have created together, but we wouldn't know what the question would be for each of us. In between us are a few papers that were folded and I'm going to pick one for Anna, a number for Anna, and she will answer the question and she will do the same for me. So we'll pick Two numbers each. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You go first. So here it is. <laughs> Number six. Six. Oh, easy. Sea or mountains? 
Okay, it's easy, but not so easy. <laughs> um, I'm feeling sea more these days. I feel like the sea can hold my worries and troubles. So stepping close to any water bodies is just very nourishing for me these days. Oh, for me too, I must say. Mm. Always sea. Now, I'm going to pick one for Anna. Number two. When was the last time something or someone made your heart flutter? All right, the last time something made my heart flutter. The first thing that now comes to my mind. I mean, there there has been a ton of moments like this. Um, but what comes to my mind is last Sunday. And I was on the session of Five Rhythms Dance. And... Oh dear God, it was so beautiful just looking at other people, just expressing themselves, fully dancing, um, smiling, sweating. I was just on the verge of crying out of happiness because it was just pure and so beautiful. It was so pure. And I just couldn't stop my myself from just looking at them, <laughs> looking at the faces looking at people smiling to each other with their eyes closed. Um, and I feel my heart grew a little bit bigger last Sunday. That's so beautiful. Next one. <laughs> Number eight, favorite travel destination. Wow. <laughs> India, <laughs> for sure. That was the last destination that I visited. And I feel like there is a lot that India can offer, um, at least for me. The experience that I had in India was very nourishing, transformative as well. It destroys a lot of my personal beliefs, but it also helped me to um, put me back into pieces and form the self back together. What I love about India is also, especially the places that I went to, which is the southern side, was the food. It was amazing and I had a lot of chai. So that was definitely one of the best trips that I've ever been to. And I would go back again. All right. The last question. Number five, favorite movie or story? There is too many of them. And it's always hard for me to choose one. But again, the first thing that comes now to my mind is, and this is not too original, <laughs> is a movie, Into the Wild. Do you see? No. Um, Does it have a book? It feels like they have a story book, but book. I only uh, watched the watch movie. The movie. Okay, what, what, why was it your favorite? So it's a biographical adventure um, drama mm -hmm. um, about Christopher McCandless. There, he just does what you just explained about your India trip. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> he just sheds all of you know these layers of himself through his travel and finds himself. Um, through this travel, the reality and the movie as well finishes tragically for him. But the journey that he embarks on in this movie or in, this, in reality, actually, is a very beautiful, moving journey back to self, back to who you really want to be or who you really are at the core without pretending to be someone else for, for the sake of others, you know? to make others happy, but just truly being yourself. So this is the movie that always makes me cry. And yeah, it's a movie from 2007. 
recommendation definitely if you didn't see before i will now i have a weekend thing to do yeah to watch that movie now so we hope you enjoyed a little bit of our silly random questions. <laughs> not so silly, not so random. I'm sure there is a reason why we are answering those. Yeah. And if you are looking out to connect with us a bit more, um, we have our monthly full moon virtual gathering that happens every full moon. You can look out for um, the next full moon circle on our Instagram or Facebook. We are ourheart.space. And um, also another exciting thing that we we really want to share with you is an event that we are planning for all the folks in Singapore um, that is going to happen on 29th of April. This is going to be a, a small celebration and just a gathering uh, for all of us to enjoy movement and stillness and our own breaths and have fun. <laughs> so more is to come. Uh, we will share the details soon on our website and we really hope that you will be able to join us for this celebration um, and last but not least uh, we also invite you to join our newsletter and also follow us on instagram or facebook whatever you use because this is how we are going to be in touch with you and share this podcast with someone who might be interested and share with us your thoughts and feedback to help us improve all right i believe that's all for this episode zero <laughs> that's all we wanted to share with you today yeah thank you so much for listening from our hearts to yours we are anna and candice see you next time <laughs>